Shares of AI, ticker LIDR, closed near the highs of the day after the debut. Following the SPAC merger, we have the CEO joining us, Blair LaCourte. Runs AI, LIDAR stock, and Blair, as I mentioned, you guys have the ticker. Your catchphrase, AI is LIDAR now. So tell us where you sit in this big industry that's emerging and uh, the products that you offer. Walk us through right now what you're making. Sure, Oliver. Uh, I think a lot of people have heard about LIDAR in the last several years. I mean, the term, you are laser focused, uh, comes from a, a long history of that lasers are the most deterministic sensor. Uh, they're one of the only things that doesn't guess, um, one of the only things that can be better than a human at perceiving the environment, which is why we talk about hands off, eyes off, and driving a car. If you are, you want to have a laser. Uh, the basic uh, structure of LiDAR has been around since the 1960s. In fact, most of our team has worked on it for over 20 years um, in the military. Most of our automated targeting systems you would expect, our ISR systems for doing intelligence and our missile defense systems are based somewhat um, on LIDAR as one of the components. Uh, mm. We are slightly different in the sense that we have a different approach towards technology. Uh, we are an adaptive, intelligent LIDAR system. The way you'd think about that and it, it today is someone takes a picture, every pixel is the same, the distance is the same, someone goes into Photoshop and tries to make me look a little thinner, tries to enhance some of my better features, and they do that post-processing. What an adaptive or intelligent LIDAR does um, is what we again did for the military. You can't miss anything, but you have to acquire targets that matter more to make sure that you don't hit that pedestrian, to make sure that you avoid that brick in the road. So our LIDAR doesn't need to post-process. It can actually acquire the information with the laser differently by having a different pattern on the highway than in the city, hmm. or have a different pattern when it's raining um, or adjust the pattern on a sunny day. So that's the basics of it. LiDAR is the, the next sensor after radars, cameras. LiDAR is what we believe the final system component to make your car see better, whether that's just making it automated on the highway or it's in the business world having a fully automated construction vehicle. I saw a video on your site where you are literally tracking the movements of a bullet after getting fired from a gun, which is pretty wild. So clearly uh, the stuff is pretty amazing. What about right now the uh, applicability within the industry? Is it within vehicles? Uh, is it, uh, are you selling your tech to non-automotive uh, uh, businesses? Walk me through right now what your clients and customers look like. Sure, and I, I love that you've seen that video. And if anyone hasn't seen it, this was one of the things that was thought to be impossible to take a commercial off the shelf sensing product and to actually be able to reconfigure it to track something as fast as a bullet. Mm. Well, and our team, you know, coming from the defense industry, that was a, the challenge we needed to hear. Uh, the, the way we actually make our technology is different. Again, intelligence and adaptive. The way we sell our technology is also different. Uh, we actually only use one set of components for every market. So yes, we do sell into what you will see in your car in the next couple of years, um, ADAS systems, auto assist systems that allow you to do things you couldn't have done, whether that's traffic jam control, whether it's highway autopilot, whether it's a new safety system. We then use those same components and we reconfigure in software to sell into other markets. So for instance, hub to hub trucking on the highway hmm. or construction vehicles, rail, um, even ITS, intelligent traffic systems. That traffic stoplight that you have is a very expensive uh, piece of equipment. If it could actually not um, be moving, but see things that are moving, it would give you better information. 
So we are one of the only companies in the world that actually can sell through different markets and we have different partners and channels that we do that through. Right now, uh, where do the biggest sales come from? Uh, especially in the autos, I'm curious about. You said we'll be seeing it in cars in a couple of years. Can you give me details on what relationships you have with what automakers at this point? Sure. So as I, as I noted, we have a channel model. So our customer are really the largest, what we'll call tier ones. Uh, many of you may know Continental because your tires on your car have a big Continental on it. They also have uh, sold 150,000 radar systems for your automatic braking and cameras and, in fact, uh, low-end LiDAR systems. Hmm. Um, and so we sell to them. They manufacture, they put their name on it, and they sell it with their other products. Hmm. So we have announced uh, seven different tier ones that we're working with, uh, the most prominent being Continental, um, that has already announced in the last two weeks that the manufacturing lines, they're producing samples and bringing them up for 2024 delivery. Hmm. The thing that's difficult about our market is in the ADAS market, putting it in your car, the functional safety requirements are take two to three years after the fact they pick the technology. Now in other markets, you'll be seeing us much, much sooner. Uh, so for instance, in the rail market or in the uh, construction or agricultural market, um, those tests can be done much faster um, and they don't have to go through 8 million miles of functional safety testing. It sounds like it's going to be tough, uh, Blair, to uh, give specific uh, outlooks, guidance as your public company. Now, obviously, you're, you're going to have expectations uh, as with analysts and with investors. Uh, as exciting as the tech is and as necessary, it seems, across so many industries. We focus a lot on cars, but the case you're making seems compelling for a lot else. How do you figure out what those sales are going to be like? Uh, are these uh, contracts that stretch multiple years where, for example, with Continental, you know, okay, there's X number of uh, devices they want to buy. How much clarity will you have in being able to communicate to investors growth metrics uh, from here? Yeah, again, great question. We will be actually reporting two different marketplaces because they have completely different business models, mm. also margin profiles. So we look at the high volume and uh, high model, uh, automotive market. Um, we work through partners. We'll be talking about RFIs, RFQs, wins, and our future um, volume expectations in those markets, um, but they're very high margin markets because they're licensing. Uh, very much like companies, if your viewers know Mobileye or Arm yes. Limited. In fact, one of the founders of Arm Limited is, is one of our executives. Um, in the other markets, um, we'll be reporting direct sales, um, hardware and software. So we have a licensing model that de-risks our business where we go through some of the largest companies in the world uh, that have a vested interest to sell through and then we sell complete products built by contract manufacturers into these smaller niche markets. The beauty of the smaller niche markets is they use the same components. All we have to do is adjust the software. Hmm. That's the advantage of building the software down versus building a sensor with the hardware up. Blair, do you envision the sales cycle for your industry to be something that depends on the status of the economy or the number of cars being purchased at any given moment? Or is this more about a uh, industrial kind of secular shift in adopting or changing an existing tech into your tech? Right. I believe it's a secular trend. Um, again, you've seen the penetration of radar, you've seen the penetration of cameras in almost everything, whether you're in a car or in a security system. What you're seeing now is the migration of LIDAR into almost everything that either moves and needs to perceive the environment or watches things that move and needs to perceive the environment, whether that's a security system or it's a 
traffic light that's trying to, to track cars. Um, so there's 88 million cars that are sold a year and there's um, hundreds of millions of industrial robots and, and vehicles. Uh, there's a lot of runway here. I don't think it's uh, economy dependent because we're talking about either increasing safety or saving costs. So the real tangible benefits to LiDAR. LiDAR will be in everything. And in fact, most of your viewers carry around a LiDAR with them today. It's in their iPhone. Hmm. We, they've just added LiDAR in because again, when you're taking pictures or videos, you need to be able to track. The only thing that will tell you exact distance is gonna be a LiDAR, uh, which allows them to take some of that background light out of, the, out of there, which for the older viewers, um, I'm always getting backlit, so um, I love my, my iPhone 12. <laughs> All right. Hey, Blair, thanks for the details. Very informative discussion and looking forward to more. Uh, you, know, you had a long day. We'll let you go. Thanks for being here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Hey, Oliver, thank you very much. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Looking forward to more. Blair LaCourte is the CEO at AI. L-I-D-R is the ticker. Pretty cool stuff.